0: I'm Mothika and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live.
1: Mothika, I'm super excited to finally get to talk to you about your music. I have been in the Mothika journey since Love Talk back in 2018. Oh, my and God. It's been incredible being able to watch how much you've evolved from Love Talk to now. For you oh, personally, yeah. like, what has that evolution been like and kind of like rediscovering yourself and figuring out who you are as an artist?
0: Oh, my God. Well, that's crazy. You know, that song, cause it was just such a random release for me, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all of my music journey has been me trying out different things and figuring out my sound. And it's hard when you listen to so many types of music that like, I've just gone from, you know, singing on EDM tracks to making what I make now and having rock guitar in it. And, I think it's just been a, yeah, an identity crisis of some sort.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess like during that process, you g- kind of get to discover your voice, uh, what you can do and what you can't do um, during that process. Like, have you, have you felt that way?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and more like literal sense of like, my voice is like, you know, I kind of always wanted to force myself to sing more like soprano or sing differently. And I, and I think I thought that's what I needed to do. And like, over time, I've kind of realized that like, maybe I don't like trying to force myself to sing these high melodies and it's okay to have a lower singing voice. And, and like, so just every song I've made, I've I've learned, you know, more about what what is the music I actually like want to listen to and what I like to like perform too. So <laughs>
1: what was that what was the single that for you like made you realize this is who I am, this is my sound, this is what I want to keep doing moving forward?
0: Ooh uh, it's a deep cut. You probably wouldn't know it, but um I have this one song called Mark My Words that is it has more like brass stabs i'm obsessed with like cinematic like sounds like it could be in like a marvel movie type songs and i'm still like i go there a little bit but that was the first time where i was like can i like do this for every song can i make every song have these like brass stabs with their like it just when you hear it you'll get it (laughs) um and then i was like oh no i can't do that and then i'm like wait i actually like I could have been doing that this whole time, but I just thought I could only make one song that sounded like that. I don't know, um, so that one, and then d- yeah, definitely the the new the new music I've been making. I think I found my stride.
1: Now, did Mark my words also kind of help you discover your songwriting and the types of material or the types of themes that you wanted to give your audience?
0: Um. Probably not that song. That one was more when I um back when I didn't um ever write with anybody um in the room, so I would kind of just write free form like whatever came out and it would not always make complete like logical sense. And now when I write songs, it's a little more like you know, planned out and each section is thought over and I really try to nail like a theme in the songs, Um, but I've always wanted to get back to that because I just used to write whatever came to mind is what the song was. And I wouldn't question it. And it was it was fun because I would just write like so many songs in a day and just be like, well, that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: was that the moment that you kind of learned to be so vulnerable and open with your music uh, because you were writing without like really thinking about it well I
0: think the the switch that made me feel more vulnerable because back you know with that era my old like EPs ashes and before like that was when I was you know I was drinking heavily and all of my like deeper meanings would be kind of concealed in like a metaphor and I think after I stopped drinking and all through me trying to get sober that's when I really started writing more honestly and more like straightforward and it became more um like you you, there's no question what those songs are about so um my blue hour album and um Forever 15, those are the, that's the turning point of like me really, um, singing about everything I've been through.
1: What was that moment like for you when you first started to record that first vulnerable piece of music that you wrote? Um, did, did you, I mean, were you like in a moment until the recording process was happening and you're like, holy shit, like, I don't want, I don't know if I want to release this. This is too deep. This is too, you know, personal. Yes.
0: Yes. And, you know, the way I do sessions now is I usually have, like, uh, uh, another songwriter with me and a producer. And so sometimes, like, like for, for Forever 15, I, like, was really nervous to, like, throw out that idea. And I was like, well, I have this idea for Forever 15 and, uh, like, maybe. Like, it's hard to just be like, I want to write about and, like, be really confident about that. And... Um, you know, when we were writing, when we were recording, it it felt really special and was, um, very like euphoric. And then afterwards I sat in my car and I was just so excited because I felt like I had like, I had like put my feeling into a song and it felt like I successfully did that, which is, I think every musician's goal is to try to get what's in your brain into the sound waves. (laughs) So... If anything, I felt very like relieved and it was, it felt really good.
1: You released a song like Casualty most recently and you have, you know, the team behind Casualty is is not only artists that like we grew up listening to when we were feeling, you know, down or like we had all this anger, like Papa Roach, but then you also have like this, a new producer uh, doc, who's also been working with a lot of these musicians that are, you know, speaking up about these subject matters that are really uh really difficult for a lot of us to like really like put in front of us what was that experience like for you during particularly during casualty and like having this kind of team around you i feel i feel like that must have yeah. been like the most comfort you've ever experienced
0: yeah well you know so the popper roach um they weren't there when we were writing the song uh in fact it was kind of like an a song that they were going to use for their upcoming or their new album that just came out and mm. um Doc was kind of like, "Oh, well, I think we could probably write over this." So me and um an artist American Teeth, if you know him, we we wrote Casualty in like a couple hours. And then it was only afterwards when we were like figuring out all the specifics that you know, I got to meet Papa Roach, I got to meet Jacoby Shaddix and um, do a little carpool karaoke with him for his channel. And that was like really crazy. And I don't think they've posted the video, but I listened to scars with him and I was transported back to like, like hearing that song growing up in Oklahoma, like that was all over the radio. And like, it's so, especially now as like someone who's gone through struggles with like, you know, self-harm and stuff like that, like hearing it as an adult with him in the car, it was it was very crazy. So that song like led me to to gain to meet, you know, them which was so amazing. Um and yeah, that was like it's funny that that song um we ended up <laughs> I ended up not having it mixed or mastered I just put out the day one demo that's that's what we ended at the end of the day and I was like I don't want to mess with the sauce just put it out and <laughs> so special
1: that's amazing though because you you give us like the you know that original that raw emotion um on, oh, on yeah. this track um during I mean, the action
0: He 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 did he did do his own mixing on it for sure, but I we kept trying to redo it and I was like, no, no, just it's fine.
1: (laughs) But this song in particular, what was your proudest moment during the creative process?
0: Yeah, for casualty working with Doc, he is like a coach, like he was like really pushing me to get that that chorus, and when I'm kind of like belting and I Um, he was like making me like try to do it laying down and then like trying to like do all these, you know, picturing things. Um, and so it was really, it was really awesome because I felt like he was trying to make the best recording and pushed me to get there. And then when you finally, when I finally hit it, it was amazing. It was the like break my bloodline line. line. Um, but (laughs) I don't know how I will sing it live. We will figure that out, but yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that, maybe you have to leave that as like the encore to make sure that you're, you know, you're ready for it.
0: (laughs) I, yes. I'm just always hoping that people will know the lyrics. That's like my goal is that I can sing less and everyone else. (laughs) But that's only happened a couple
1: of times. So how different is it, has it been like working with so many different producers? Uh, like for example, with love talk, you, you worked with, uh, what was his name? I can't, uh, Seth, uh, Seth Anderson Mm -hmm. back in 2018. And then you've had all these other producers, um, throughout the years and now you work with someone like doc and Nick Furlong. So these experiences, how have they helped you become like a better, uh, vocalist, but also a better songwriter?
0: Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a lot of different producers. And I think it's kind of just the being in New York, being in LA, you always get to like be in these rooms with people. And, um, I think I'm able to work with so many different producers because I always come in with a very specific idea (laughs) and, um, I kind of am a backseat producer, (laughs) but I like to like find those people that like get what I'm, what I'm going for with whatever, whatever the song happens to be, but um, I've definitely been trying to like kind of find um, work with less people. And for my next project after this album, I'm hoping to kind of just have one person and it, and I think it will feel more like its own thing. Um, uh, But yeah, it's just like, I write so many songs and then, and then you, I don't know, you get excited about them and then you end up having like Six producers on an album.
1: (laughs) Now jumping into your most recent single, Sensitive, um, what was this writing process like for you? And like what really kickstarted the writing process for this song?
0: Ooh. So I came into the studio with a newer producer. I've started working with named Raziel. He's very spooky, like a bat neck tattoo. (laughs) Just we're totally see eye to eye and i basically said i want to make the angriest song about being sensitive cuz i just kept seeing all these songs about really empowered and i and i have some songs like that but it's a harder emotion for me to tap into is to just be really like out there confident and i was like it would be so funny to have this juxtaposition and he's a metal guitarist and so he laid down that like insane Um, guitar and made like this groovy bass line and um, yeah we just try to describe what it feels like to not want to (laughs) like go outside and and something about me is I feel like I take things very personally and I don't like to like, like admit that I'm really sensitive but like that's why I take things so personally you know
1: locally <laughs> would you say there was some challenges that he had you, or he challenged you in a certain way?
0: Um, not no, but I will say the chorus we had it was entirely different um, melody. But um, I ended up just kind of freestyling the melody that that we ended up using. That's why I was it was just like push me, pull me, whatever. Like I freestyled that with those lyrics. <laughs> And, um, we went for something that wasn't going to compete with his like awesome guitar.
1: So I, I look at these singles, uh, casualty and, uh, sensitive on Spotify, and they do look like they're in a body of work, um, because they don't show up as singles. So what are you currently working on? And are these songs kind of setting the tone for whatever this project may be?
0: Yes. So, um, those both of those are songs from my album nocturnal and nocturnal is like definitely has elements of both of those where it's pop music but then there's you know uh the title track has like a metal breakdown and like industrial like lincoln park elements and then there are some songs that are like an acoustic guitar with like the lap steel thing. And like, I just wanted to basically try to incorporate like all of these, all of this music I listened to into like what it would sound like if I did it. And so the music I grew up on was a lot more like My Chemical Romance and I was going to like metal shows. And I never let myself have that type of guitar in my music because I was like, I'm not in a band I can't play guitar that well so but this album was super fun because I got to like see what I would sound like um doing like a real rock anthem and and then there's still some of um yeah electronic weird little sample spooky sleepy things so um I'm so excited with how it came together.
1: With the addition of these like metal rock guitars, would you say that they allowed you to kind of step out of your comfort zone vocally and try different ranges that you haven't hit uh, in your previous music?
0: Yeah, I think it really just like brought a new energy of like, um, like I've always wanted to try to make that style of music, um, and I think just the like the texture of you know, the guitar and like kind of the anger of it is like really what I've wanted to have in my music. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely like shifted the way I I write to like, have a, I don't know, have a, you know, soar, soaring guitar and like, how would I sing over that? And um, I'm excited for you to hear it.
1: Nice. <laughs> and I know, I know a lot of artists have like their favorite or comfortable like vocal range for you. During this process of this new album like have you discovered what that vocal range might be
0: i mean i don't know in like musical terms but just low actually (laughs) i I do write a lot of songs in a minor which is like you know every musician i work with thinks that's very you know basic (laughs) but um yeah i it's funny because You know, it's so different when you're in a studio, you want to make the best song. And that usually means having the chorus be up here if the verse is down here. And then when you're singing live (laughs) and you realize, oh, you gave yourself no space between any song. You have no instrumental sections. And so I wanted to have a little bit more of that. A little bit more of that on these album but sometimes we'll add extra instrumental sections when we're playing live so that i can breathe
1: <laughs> so so is the instrumental sections on music is that is that really what it is is that a trick for you to kind of relax a little bit before you jump into the next note
0: yes usually <laughs> that or it's like just to to bring the mood um like I performed the song R-I-F-P and we added this whole long intro and I started out by saying how many days are until Halloween. And then it's just <laughs> sometimes I've went and done an outfit change during that, <laughs> which I actually only did it once, but um, very stressful. Um, yeah, but more instrumental sections so that, uh, yeah, I can
1: hydrate. <laughs> Now with this upcoming album, can we maybe expect a collaboration with Lolo? Uh,
0: Well, she did co-write a song on it, Okay, but she's not featured on it. Um, We did just write uh, a song together. Um, (laughs) That was really, really funny. Um, But I would love to work with her and have a song with her come out
1: what what was that co-write experience like um and how do you feel like the two of you meshed uh when you guys were writing together oh we she's great and I've known her for a long time um
0: you know we used to have the same manager a few years ago and she is an incredible writer and I had like I came in with this title that just felt like so us and it was um this is the one that's not coming out, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know, but it was called a series of unfortunate events. And I feel like she's so good at writing, like kind of cynical, self-deprecating yeah. in like a funny That's like way. the perfect
1: title. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we tried to figure out what that would be. And it ended up being a song about two girls whose their boyfriends are both cheating on them. And it, it was like, It was just one of those like storytelling, like fun songs, but yeah, I, I love her so much.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully, hopefully we can't, we could get some kind of collaboration between the two of you. That would be awesome. I'd love to hear both your voices together.
0: Oh yeah. I should see the song we wrote on my album, Bedtime Stories. Um, Yeah. Maybe she'll do a little remix on it and be on it. There we go. Yeah.
1: Let's let's put it up there. (laughs) Yeah. Now, now, this summer, you get to kick off uh, your summer basically with Coheed and Cambria and Gans, Damon, and uh, Dance, <laughs> Kevin Dance. Um, what are you looking forward to on this tour? And for your fans, what can we look forward to?
0: Ooh. Um, I am, I mean, my favorite part is always meeting fans. Like, that's so awesome. I mean, I'm, opening up for two bands that have a huge following. So I don't know how many Mothka fans will be there. (laughs) Like I've kind of like prepared that if no one knows me, hopefully I'll like win them over. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty much every show on that tour is a bigger venue than I've ever played. So hopefully I'll get a little more experience, um, performing. That's always been something I'm a little like, um, insecure about is performing and live shows. And it's just, I love being at home and on the internet. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited to get experience. And right now we haven't started practices yet, but I've just been gathering um, outfit ideas so I can really, I don't know, somehow have a cool outfit in a hundred degree weather (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, make sure that you get your cardio in because these stages are going to be bigger. So you're oh. going to have to be running around.
0: Oh, I am. I'm on the elliptical <laughs> four times a week. I don't know if that's really good cardio, but <laughs> I, I've i learned that the one like I opened for Palais Royale and it was a big stage and I was out of breath the entire time walking back and forth. <laughs> I'm used to being in a tiny little zone, you know to 100 people like so i'm definitely getting my cardio in
1: no more stools for you on stage right like oh (laughs) yeah
0: oh i I don't think i've ever had a stool on stage but i do want to start i do want to do a little acoustic moment
1: oh nice yeah i'd love to hear your voice with an acoustic guitar actually
0: it's very rare it's very rare um, that it's happened I think I did one acoustic set in Nashville and it's yeah it's scarier to to sing basically with you and a guitar even though that's what I started out doing but I kind of like to hide with all of my bands and they're doing they're jumping around and stuff so <laughs> they help they help
1: you would think that it'd be scarier to be vulnerable with your lyrics as opposed to being just vulnerable with your voice
0: Holy, totally, Yeah. But I think for me, like I singing, I think a, l- a little bit comes second to like my writing. And, you know, I always say like, if, if, you know, this didn't work out, I wouldn't be like playing like just shows, you know, or playing guitar. Like if, I, if it didn't work out, like I love the visual, part of it I love storytelling and right now like that's why it's just through singing but singing is like not as natural to me so all the like proper vocal techniques and all that is something I really that feels like work to me I'm like oh I have to like take care of my voice this is this is too much um but I think I think after this tour I'll have a lot of experience and maybe I'll be really stoked about it.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to uh, catching some live shows from you and I'm looking forward to Nocturnal. Um, Can we maybe expect this album around the time of the tour or is this something that's still in the works?
0: It will be out before the tour, so June. And um, I'm kind of doing... um, a song um every month leading up to it and one month might have two songs um and yeah because there's with everything including the interludes there's 17 tracks on it but only technically 13 songs because of the interludes
1: yeah but but still but yeah (laughs) you have to to create the interludes too so yeah 17 songs
0: (laughs) yeah and it's it's funny because i was like the interludes took a lot of time it was the thing i was the like probably not the most stoked on but we like i had just had this vision of this um basically mothman is the narrator of my interludes and he's kind of narrating it as if my album is a sleep tape but the music is very not relaxing. And <laughs> I hope people like the interludes because we we went through a lot to to get it. And um yeah, we ended up using like an AI AI voice, but no one can tell. They think it's a real Mothman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you just created a character for your live shows and your music videos. So <laughs>
0: Oh, he he does exist. I haven't really revealed much of him yet on Valentine's oh. Day. I did a photo of me like kissing Mothman or it's my Mothman. It's not traditional uh, Mothman. Um but yeah, he he will he'll make some appearances in the videos. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you for taking the time to uh to talk to me and uh, I'm super excited that we finally got to do this. Um me too. I
0: think you've interviewed everyone I listened to,
1: like ever. Crazy. The, the fact that you watched, that's awesome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, I know them, 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 <laughs> It's
1: awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Well, I look forward to doing this again soon and hopefully this next time we'll be in person. So um, yeah. best of luck with this upcoming tour and um, yeah, I'll catch you soon.